Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Money, and nearly some money mission of Taking Stock Live. See, my brain is over in the community right now. We're bringing you all the latest business news and telling you how it will affect you and your money. Want to remind you to head over to that community, moneymission.mn.co, because you need to be a part of it. There's so many awesome things going on, which we'll tell you about later. Also, subscribe to the newsletter at kalilareynolds.com slash newsletter. And guys, I know we have our people in the, in the comments who always promote this, but hit the like button, give us the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and let me know in the chat where you're joining us from this evening. I would love to know what part of Jamaica or what part of the world you are. We've got a great show lined up for you. So here's a look at what's coming up in tonight's show, followed by what's hot in business. And come on, let's get this money. Roots Financial Group has acquired 100% of Patty Maker and Food Chain Mothers Enterprise Limited and has taken a 5% equity stake in financial technology company WePay Caribbean. We'll speak to the man behind the strategic growth plans, financial director for Roots Financial Group, Kevin Donaldson. And the analysts weigh on the latest market developments. Scotiabank's six-month results are out. How did they perform? The Jamaica Stock Exchange is now among the worst performers in 2023. We'll discuss. But first, here's what's hot, brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart. The Jamaica Stock Exchange is now ranked among the worst performing stock exchanges for 2023. According to the website Country Economy, which compares social and economic indicators around the world, the JC now ranks in the bottom five performing stock exchanges this year. The JC main index closed on June 9 at just over 327,000 points. That's down over 8% from where it started the year. The market's poor performance since the start of the pandemic landed the JC at the bottom of a list it previously held the top spot for. The private sector organization of Jamaica is getting ready to launch Jamaica's first social initial public offering. Project STAR is a social and economic transformation initiative and shares will be listed on the Jamaica Social Stock Exchange. The Project STAR shares will represent charity donations rather than tradable shares. The objective is to raise $100 million. The social shares will be offered for $1 before the end of the month. Digital media company iCreate says it's no longer interested in acquiring branding company Ideas Execution. The news follows an intense social media standoff between the CEOs of both companies. iCreate had announced its intention to acquire the company back in February. But in a notice on the JC website, the plans will no longer proceed. In the meantime, iCreate also announced that its acquisition of outdoor digital advertising company Visual Vibe is now complete. The Bank of Jamaica says the country's new banknotes will go into circulation this week. The government announced the redesigned bills during last year's budget debate. The new bills are expected to be more durable and accessible. The BOJ said work has already been done on ATMs across the island to assist with a smooth transition to the new bills. Former U.S. President Donald Trump has been indicted on felony charges of mishandling classified documents after he left office. He is the first former U.S. president to face federal charges. Trump is facing 37 charges, including the willful retention of national defense information, which is a crime under America's Espionage Act, 
obstruction, giving false statements and conspiracy. The indictment follows a months-long investigation into whether Trump broke the law by holding onto hundreds of documents marked classified at his Palm Beach property, Mar-a-Lago, and whether the former president took steps to obstruct the government's efforts to recover the records. What's Heart was brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart. This segment of Taking Stock is brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency. Insurance made easy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let me shout out some of our early viewers as usual. Let me see who we have here. Sean Chambers was one of our first uh, commenters tonight. Says, good night. Congratulations to the new mother's owners. Ashiraf Mohammed is joining us all the way from Uganda, East Africa, Kampala to be specific. Kish, as usual, tunes in from London. Antoinette joining from Arizona. We have Michelle saying, good evening, money magnets. I love that. Yes, we're going to attract the money. Uh, let's see who else we have. Shanika joining us from Florida. Jermaine all the way in China. And Michelle again saying, hoping boss lady will share some information on the forthcoming real estate conference. Do you mean the one last night? Or do you mean Keisha's one coming up in August? Because Keisha did talk about that last week. Uh, she's not on this week, but next time she's on, she's going to tell you all about that again. But we did have a real estate uh, conference well, webinar last night inside the Money Mission community. It is called Real Estate Investing for Beginners. It was amazing. I actually asked Keisha to come on for 15 minutes and just give us a quick chat about real estate. Keisha outdid herself. She gave us a full-on masterclass for a whole hour. It was so, so good. And you're going to learn a bit more about that later on. So Michelle, make sure you join the Money Mission community and get access to that because that one, listen, that one all can change your life because it has my circles rotating and buzzing right now. Lithium says, we outside. Lithium, I recognize you from last night too. Lithium is a, a Money Mission member as well. Anthony is in Portmore. Chris is in Panama City, Strong Link in Manor Park. And Elaine pulling our leg tonight saying, IPO alert. <laughs> Sorry, guys, false alert. Elaine, why you have to do us like that, man? Come on. Okay, so to tonight's topic, Roots Financial Group has acquired 100% of patty maker and food chain Mothers Enterprise Limited. They've also taken a 5% equity stake in financial technology company WePay Caribbean and a bunch of other investments. We're going to speak to the man behind the strategic growth plans. That's financial director for Roots Financial Group, Kevin Donaldson. Welcome to Taking Stock, Kevin. Hi, Kelly. Kalea and everybody in this um, grouping, welcome. I can't believe it's the first time you're coming on this show. Yes. Yeah, but you know, Way you overdue. know, there's a reason. Nothing will happen before it time, right? That's true. So I'm, that I'm live at the Summit House right now, which is one of our acquisitions. So I invite your viewers to visit us down here. That's formerly enjoy. known as the Nutsford Court Hotel, now rebranded yeah, Summit. You're a partner in that investment. Yes, we are. Yes, I am. Okay. Well, before we get into all the amazing stuff that you've been doing over the last couple of years, give us some background on you. I first met you as CEO of Sagicor Investments. So you have an extensive background in investment banking, but take us back even before that. What's what's your background? No, oh, I'm a I'm a 
I'm an econ professional. I have a first degree in economics and a master's, an MBA in banking and finance. Um, I've been, I work in every aspect of the financial industry from insurance, risk, you name it, asset management research. I've done it um, from for the last 26 years. I, I don't want to date myself, but I know you see the gray here, so I guess you know <laughs> my age. Um, but what, which, what I have done is that I've built up a, a knowledge base and relationships that has allowed me to, to just build roots. And roots is, is, is based on, on what I believe is necessary for the region right now. Um, so, so my background is, is fairly simple. I was a research guy when I got into the investment space, wrote articles, won investment competitions, and, and then I just morphed into this deal maker. And, and now Roots is the result of all of that and the relationships that were created. Um, so that's where we are. And we have one goal, which is to democratize wealth. Um, that's, mm. our goal. that's what Roots' purpose is. I love that, democratize wealth. So how are you going about that? So basically what we do is offer solutions to entrepreneurs that are not necessarily ready for the mainstream financial sector and we provide guidance. So we, we take our equity stake in these businesses, we sit on the boards, we meet with the CEOs regularly, they come to Summit House and we have drinks and talk strategy and figure out how we grow the business and with a goal to bring them public within 24 months. And once that happens, that's how the democratization of wealth happens because they themselves become fairly wealthy, but they also allow their clients, their partners to participate in the growth of the company through an IPO. So that's, that's our main focus on how we see how you build out the business, um, build out businesses, because we don't want, what we think is best for Jamaica is getting as many people as possible happy and having hope and, and creating wealth for themselves. And when that happens, there will be this, this I don't know what's the word, but it would be like a landslide of, of growth happening across the country. So the more people that have access to financing options is the more businesses that can be funded and the more growth the economy will have. So that's our sole purpose. Um, we, we'll make money along the way, but our goal is not just to make money. Our goal is to build businesses. So, so far, Roots has invested in 10 companies. Um, and, and I can tell you, all 10 have been having tremendous impact. Can you, um, can you and, name the 10 offhand? All right. So, you have WePay, you have um, Summit, which is formerly Nutshot Court Hotel, you have Medical Associates, you have Quick Cart, which I hope all of your order in your oh, You're invested in quick cart too. Nice. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Money doing a tremendous job. And we don't leave. We stick, we stick, we stick to our country and support it. Um, amazing concrete. We we do whatever kind of flooring you want. It, and that business has expanded. It's 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 across the Caribbean now. Um invested in Carib Shopper, which is another strong business that is bringing Jamaican and Caribbean products to the world. Um, I'm blanking out. I'm invested in home choice. If you like the ginger extract, it's very, it's very lovely, you know? 
Um, and I think what you want us to talk about is the latest, how many are gone, Kali? I lost count. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost count too. So we have, we have some in the pipeline that is to come, um, but mothers, I think everybody's excited about the mother's acquisition because they didn't see it coming, but um, that's and what has happened recently. It's a household name in Jamaica. Everybody knows mothers. Yeah, and, and that's what we hope happens with all the brands that we have invested in, that they become household names. But yes, Mothers is a brand that I grew up on. I'm from Portmore. I usually go there on a Sunday, go have the Sundays. Um, I remember when I was taking bus from Woolmers to go home, every ter end of term, we hopefully could get some, get the burger from Mothers York Plaza and now. I'm on the board of the company. So it's it, it wow. just speaks to, it, it, it's just for all your listeners out there, there's an opportunity that is available to everyone that just has the right mindset and willing to listen and learn from others and just structure things properly. Because investing is about discipline and just having a goal. And that's what, that's what we have done. Um, so Mothers represents one of the... the the companies in in what we are trying to do with Roots. Roots is only invested in five industries, and our goal is to build these industries across the Caribbean to create economic growth. It's not just to make money; it's it's to grow the countries that we're operating. So we're in yeah. healthcare. That's why the medical associates acquisition, and there's more to come in that space. We're in um, food. That's why home choice, that's why mothers. We in technology, that's why we pay. That's why um we did Eddie Focal, Carib Shopper. You understand? We in real estate and we in and we in um property, um construction. Those are the, the areas that we focus on because we believe why healthcare? Because we believe that health will enable persons to um a healthy person is a better producer a better contributor to the economy. Food is important because we need to be able to sustain ourselves and eat properly and eat the right things. You, you understand? And technology is just the basis of everything. Technology is a great equalizer. Um, it allows people that never had it before, once they have the brain power, they can create wealth for themselves. We're seeing it happening right across Africa and it's now happening in the Caribbean. The amount of companies that have been created since then. Um, and real estate to me, our look on real estate is totally different. Um, we're not trying to do residential. I'm invested in a residential um, entity, which is parallel. Um, and I'm supporting um, what is happening in St. Thomas through Suncoast. But, but what we want is commercial spaces that people want to work in, a very inclusive space that is secure but it's, it, it, it enhances your mental health and it increases your productivity. And that's what Summit is. Um, that's mm. what we're trying to create here. So it's a whole heap of things. Call it, yeah. I, I could talk about a lot of things. So just, Parallel is Tyrone's company, development? Yeah. 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 Uh, when is that expected to be completed? I will, I'll let him update you on that, but it's going on. Um, mm. Approvals have been in and, and that construction is going to happen. Mm. And Suncoast has started um, selling some of the... Well, that mosquito? The, the, I don't know if it's a mosquito, <laughs> you, but... You just sun, kill mosquito in the middle of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, we are roots now. We are <laughs> level. 
And then Suncoast has sold, has started model units. So there's a lot happening. Um, and what we're doing is we're just supporting entrepreneurs. We're trying to build the Jamaican economy. If I tell I'm you some of, my, some of the, the tenants are already here at Summit, you know, our first tenant is, is she's, she's doing very well, Dr. Kim, very famous on Twitter. She's our first tenant here and she's doing very well. Um, so there's a lot happening. And we have transactions that are coming down the line. So, so I want to talk about what you're doing at Summit House. But first, uh, so you mentioned five industries that you're in, pretty diversified field of, uh, of acquisitions and businesses that you are, that are in your portfolio. How do you decide uh, which companies you are going to try to acquire? Because I'm sure you get approached every single day by people who say, oh, I have this company, I need some money, they want to become an equity investor, and worse than all that people see a face on taking stock, uh, say, you know, you're going to get even more. So how do you, like, what is the criteria for saying this is a good company that has potential for Roots Financial? All right. Uh, uh, so one, there are diverse industries, but there are linkages. And what we're trying to create is a connective, um, I'm going to use med medical terms because I'm trying to be a, a quack doctor, um, connective tissues and, and everything works together to create a cohesive organism. That's what these five industries, all of them are connected in some way. I'll give you one example. Amazing Concrete did the flooring at Medical Associates cheaper than anybody else would do it. But Amazing Concrete made money from it. You mm -hmm. follow what I'm saying? So there's connectivity to all of all the companies that are working together. Um, that's what we're trying to create. All yeah, these like mothers doing the catering at Summit. Uh, there you go. Yeah, you, you, you get it. So that's the point what we're trying to do. We're trying to create this ecosystem that works. Um, so what is my criteria? The first thing is if the business does not have the potential to sell to more than a million people, I'm not going to invest in it. I'm not trying to be a Jamaica-centric. Yes, we want to be here and develop our country, but we have to focus on expansive markets. So our goal is to build companies that can go abroad, that can sell to a diverse um, cross-section of people. That's our goal. So that's the first criteria. So I've met with entrepreneurs and I tell them, if they just want a salary out of this, I'm not the investor for them. But if they want to create a legacy and businesses that will last because i grew up on the tia maria and the appleton and the, the different things that have been sold to foreign companies we want to create more of that and that's what we're trying to create because that's what jamaica is known for we create things that are lasting we created our own genre of music several several different genres mm -hmm. and that's what we are known for and that's what i want to do in the business community yeah, Strong Link says, Strong Link says, what? Are you the Jamaican shark? No, and I'm not who, a shark. <laughs> and who am I wants to know is, if Roots is like a KKR or a BlackRock? So we have a different take on, on private equity. There are a lot of people that have set up funds and all that. We are a limited liability company that is registered in Jamaica. We invest in companies. Anybody that invests alongside and they get the same terms as me um, and they extract value from the listing and any dividends that are paid. It's a simple model. 
um, and I sit on the board and the entrepreneur runs their company and any gaps that they have, I, with my partners, are able to provide that. That's a simple model. We're not trying to take away your vision. We're trying to help you to get to the goals quicker. That's all only, that's all, that's what we're here to do. So how we choose businesses, it's very personal. We, we sit with the entrepreneur and we have to assess their integrity and we have to understand that they want to succeed and they're not just here to for a money grab. And then if the idea makes sense, if it has legs, we'll invest in it. But we'll go through a thorough due diligence process our partners that do the assessment, um, build the business models. We have good legal counsel. Um, so it's a thorough process. It takes six weeks minimum to close a deal. Um, some deals take 18 months. So it's, it's a long process. I'm not financial director of Roots. I'm just director. Okay, understood. Uh, please change that for me, producer. So coming to the most recent acquisition, 100% yeah. of mothers, what is your vision for this brand? All right. Um, so mothers is one of those companies that I think I, I put it in the category of uh, Grace uh, Appleton. It's a name that I think has legs, much like an island grill, much like a tasty's. Um, so the goal is to, for me, Mothers is not a party company. It's a food company, mm -hmm. right? Um, it owns diverse brands. So when you go to Devon House and eat a party there, it's Mothers make it. When you go to Pimentos and drink the nice red pea soup or the seafood chowder, it's Mothers make it. Their sweet chili chicken. Listen, I don't know if you try it yet. It might go no. against your, your gym program, but listen. The food is good. Basically, mothers makes things that remind us of home. Mm -hmm. That's what we, we're creating. So we have a bakery that we, we hope will become export-oriented. We hope to sell the patties through Carib Shopper. We hope to build out more locations across Jamaica and just make the company be a stronger brand in the region. We already have people calling us from all over the Caribbean wanting to work with us. Um, to bring this brand further afield. So yeah, what we're going to do, first to thing, you, do you see the, the, the franchise expanding beyond Jamaica and seeing mothers in Trinidad, mothers in Miami, mothers all over the world? Well, what I would say to you, and it's not to, to push the cart before the horse, I can tell you within a couple of months, this company will be, it's going to be a lot larger than what it is now. And that's what we're building. Um, I don't know if you have ever had mother's ice cream. It is fantastic. Um, it's just a I didn't even know they that, made ice cream. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. People just don't understand that this company is a very well-built organization. So I have a big up Carlisle Hudson and Adrian and Richard Foreman. They built a fantastic company. The team that is there is excellent. Um, we have brought in um, Sheldon Seymour to run the company and he's already immersed himself in there and I'm involved from the financing side and what we're doing is is just making the company strong robust to just be another entity that all Jamaicans can be proud of that's what we're building so we're going to be strong in catering we're going to be strong in quick service and we're going to be strong in in big products um, that's what we're doing and 
We're going to build it out as quickly as possible. Um, Roots did not buy it alone. We bought it in partnership with um, individuals that I can't make known now. But um, in essence, we work together and we are building out. And every partner that I have that is invested in the entity, they bring strategic value. And every one of my deals, that's what we do. We bring along people that they enhance the value of the entity that we're investing in. Because at the end of the day, the end goal is to create an entity that is strong enough to sustain itself and then can list on the stock market. Can you say what the purchase price was? Nope. All right. Well, you mentioned just now to eventually list on the stock market. And you said earlier as well that all the companies you acquire, you want to have them IPO within 24 months, which brings me to Elaine's question. She wants to know mother's IPO loading in 2023? No. Too early. Too early. But there's another one that will be coming soon. As in this Might year? Be. Well, we'll see. Conditions kind of rough in the market right now, but we like to do amazing things. <laughs> I see what you did there. Wink, wink. All right. <laughs> I can take the hint. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Summit since you're there right now, Summit House. How has that been going? So is it still a hotel or is it just rebranded as a business? Uh, it's a business complex. It's our take on, on how businesses should operate. So we, uh, our business, we see the new business location or centers. We think that employees and companies want a place where the employees can feel safe, they have proper parking, but they also have somewhere where they can go and detox. So you, let's say you're in the office and you and your boss just have a little clash. You, have, you can go by the pool and put your foot in the pool and go on your laptop and do some work instead of being in the office. Or if you just want to work out some sweat, you go to our gym and, and, and pump some sweat and then go back and be productive again. We're creating an environment where it's just for the new it's the new paradigm, right? COVID taught us this, that you don't have to be behind a desk. And that's the environment that we've created. So Flow has partnered with us, make sure that the technology is up. Um, Digicel is also on board, so we have redundancies. And we, we have created an environment where you can be anywhere on this property and be connected. That's one. Two, we have created an environment where you, you have the summit house where you can have nice cocktails and relax and unwind with your friends to good music in different ways. And the key shot with summit house is that, not summit house, with summit is that it's open 24 hours and it will have these characteristics. We have health facilities. So if you get sick, you can run over to medical associates and get a doctor taking care of you. If you, if you, if you want uh, something done special to you, we have Dr. Kim to take care of you. If you need marketing consultancy, we have companies like Co-Create that is already located here. If you, if you need training, we have companies like Edifocal that is already located here. So it's, 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 a, it's a company, it's a place, a community that brings people of diverse attributes together. And what we want is to iron sharp iron. That's what we're building. But it's so also going to be a vibe. It's going to be a place that you want to be. And it's going to be home 24-7 because we have proper security. The, the cameras are there. The security personnel are there. The parking is there. 
and we're building a, a nice place for people to work and feel comfortable. So you're renting office space there now? Yeah, right now. So if you're ready, you can move your studio here. Trust me. <laughs> what, what square footage, what, what do you have available? We have 120,000 square feet of space. And in what parcels, like what's the sizes that you offer? You can tailor it to your needs. It's, it's flexible. Um, we have a good engineering firm working on everything, so we can create the space that you need. But right now, the parcels, the smallest, we, have, we are going to have retail space, and the smallest retail space is about 300 square feet. And we have companies that are taking up to 11,000 square feet. So we have different kinds of dynamics happening there. Okay, very, very interesting. Tell me about what's going on with WePay, because it's been probably about two years now I've been hearing they plan to IPO. Uh, they've been making their name known. They sponsored SumFest last year. Well, what's the update with WePay? Well, WePay is doing a lot of great things now, and I, I, I have to be very careful what I say, because it, it's a financial company. But WePay machines, if you come to Summit House, is WePay machines they use in here, right? And that has been distributed across several locations. But WePay goal is to be a payment facilitator. So they want to do as many financial transactions as possible. And that's the goal. Um, so it has been, it's a profitable company, first of all. Um, and we have good banking partners, big up to JMMB and First Global. And we are doing the processing for a lot of people. Um, that's what I, I can say without breaching and much, but it's, it's doing well. Um, no IPO would be prudent to do at this stage because the market is in a downward trajectory. So we have mm -hmm. to be careful. Um, and the truth is, when the time is right, we list it. Um, you know that my background is I take companies to the market. So when the time is right, we'll take it to the market. And it will be special when we do it because we're going to do it in a special way. It's going to be a unique way, but it's also going to achieve our goal of democratization of wealth. A lot of people have been asking about IPO for Roots Financial itself. So, Elaine, specifically, as should we expect an IPO from Roots? I don't know. Elaine, how much you want? <laughs> the man's putting your order, Elaine. No, no, but um, listen, and, and the legacy that we want to create is we want to, we want to show what makes Jamaican special. And I know everybody think all the negativity and it saddens me and all of that. But I think we need to realize that there's a lot of good happening and we need to make that permeate and be more dominant in the space until we get the negativity under control. Because we are Jamaicans and we create good things. And Roots is just one of those things. Now, will I share it with people? Definitely. I want Jamaicans to participate in this because this is not a Jamaican company. Yes, it started here and it will be rooted here, but we have businesses in Miami. Um, somebody called me the other day as far as Ghana for me to invest in them. So we, we're very focused on building a global entity. And yes, Elaine, if you want to join the train, we'll figure something out later on when that time comes. Um, but okay. 
Our yes, goal same. is to create a global entity. Follow-up question, same thing, well, I guess you answered it. Who am I said, how do we invest in roots? So you're saying when the time comes, the people will know. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll know how to get it. The, the fact that I'm here, there's a reason. It means that something is coming down the road. And I don't want to, I know the rules and regulations surrounding IPO, so I'm not going to, I'm not preparing the market. I'm just saying that we're here. We took a hiatus for three years, stayed out of the public space as much as possible, but we are coming out now to set to the market. This is what we have done, and we did it for this reason. And we just want the public to know that we are here to build the country and wanted to participate at some stage. So when you see us come with something, you know this was the start. Steve says, I love the vision, and I'm seeing a lot of comments like that as well. Rashad wants to know, do you also do angel investing for startups? So the truth is, I am, I am one person, so capital is limited. Um, so we have to pick our battles, right? But what we also do is help people to raise money. So I don't... I have done transactions which I have not invested in, but I facilitate them raising the capital. So I can do that. Um, and that's that's the other aspect of the business that we're building out because we have a very narrow focus. Well, not narrow, but we have five industries, but people have come to me from other industries and we can facilitate them and we will help them because, as I said, our goal is to help businesses. Um, so can we do angel investing? Yes, we can. But if we can't do it, we try to put you in touch with the right person. So how do people but, but, get but, in? But don't, don't call me now, because Roots remains one person right now. You're doing a whole lot for one person. Because I meant to ask you, you have investments in 10 businesses, you're sitting on boards. I was like, no, man, Kevin has a whole team. This must be like a, <laughs> a whole no, big man, office a with team, a bunch no. of people. I have a good team in terms of so when we did the health acquisitions, Novamed is I did in partnership with David Walcott and Kirk Hamilton, right? So David is the medical whiz. I know finance. So I lean on him for his advice and I help raise the money to get those deals done. So every our partners that are experts in their areas that can assist guide in certain areas. Because I stay in my lane, but I lean on the people that know more than me in that area so that they can provide the information so we can make the right decision but i also have to say that i have advisors and partners that are in the legal domain in the marketing domain in the accounting domain that ensures that i'm following the regulations and the laws that govern the different countries that we're operating so when i say roots right now is me but we have partners that provide different services from different times. Cool, understood. Well, last week, Kevin, we had Michael Leachin on the show and we had our viewers asking Mr. Leachin if he would offer mentorship. And I see somebody just jump on the opportunity to ask you. Alton wants to know, is there any possibility for you to offer mentorship to potential young entrepreneurs? My, I'm trying to figure out how to do that um, because you know, there's 24 hours in a day, right? So yeah. um, I work almost 16 hours every day, except Sundays. 
So I'm available to persons and I encourage them. Typically where I interact with people is in the in the evenings at Summit House when they come here and we have discussions and different kind of and I'm able to provide some form of mentorship. But a formal mentorship program, I do I, I can't do it now. But eventually I'll get there. When I have a bigger team and, and we build out the thing properly. That's a reasonable position. I mean, you have a whole lot on your plate. But guys, you heard where you can meet him. He's at Summit House every evening. Go there, buy a drink, have a par, and throw something Kevin's way. You never know what you might get, right? Yeah, you can't see me at the gym with. You know, I haven't <laughs> seen you at the gym in a minute. You're still going? No, you know, I don't have the time. I told you, I work <laughs> in 16 hours now. <laughs> so, and I don't know, I need to do better, but. I have a goal now and we're getting there. So hopefully I can get back into the gym. Mm, yeah, it's it's tough. You have to prioritize it or else it never happens. I literally put it on my calendar or else I'm going to schedule meetings during that time and forget. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much, Kevin. And I wish you all the best with all these endeavors. We're looking out for that amazing opportunity coming up soon, among others. Yeah, man. Thank you for the time and I appreciate your show. Big up to the viewers out there. You're doing a good job. Keep teaching the people them about finance. It's a, it's a tool to get you to your goals. Absolutely. Thank you again. Okay, to our viewers, we are going to take a quick break. But before we go, we have our poll question. Uh, not, not poll question yet. So first of all, have you been joining the Money Mission live streams, our webinars, all this amazing stuff that goes on inside that community? I'm live usually every Monday evening inside the Money Mission community. And last week, last night, we had on Keisha Bailey from... Profit Jumpstarter, you know her here from Taking Stock as well. And we were talking about real estate investing for beginners. It was amazing. So here's a short clip of what you may have missed if you didn't join us. You're better off, honestly, just buying the property, holding it. And as the value goes up over time, you can access a second mortgage or a home equity loan, as they call it. You can rinse and repeat that strategy and end up with 10 houses because all you do, you buy one. Even if it's your, your first house, you're living in there, you buy one house, price goes up over time, take out a mortgage against now the increase in value, use that to buy a second house. I can, I'll tell you guys, can you in here, I'm going to pay up on the money exactly how i did my name is trisha gay o'connor and i'm an attorney at law i attended the real estate investing for beginners course last night it is a topic that has always appealed to me and so once i saw it and i found the time i was very very attended it and i was very happy that i did what well, i came away with a strategy as to how to invest in real estate so i thought it was something that was would have been a um, a definitely a goal, but a far-reaching one, but it seemed much more attainable once I attended it and heard the strategy. As simple as it seems, no, I actually never thought about it. And so for me, I have a plan. I didn't expect to come out with a plan, but I came out with a plan, so I'm extremely happy. Thank you very much, Kalila, and thank you so much, Keisha. The information was presented in a very clear, understandable way. And I am grateful. This is the start of me investing in real estate. So guys, definitely join the Money, money Mission. You won't regret it. Take my word.
Yeah, so don't take my word for it. Take Trisha Gay O'Connor's word. She attended last night and she got all that value. She is ready to now invest in real estate. And guys, we do stuff like this every Monday inside the community. That's just a taste of what we are doing over there. So if you want to join the community, just click the link below. It should also be pinned at the top of the comment section as well. And join the Money Mission community. Next week, we are going to be having on Aaron Anderson from JMMB. And our topic next week, because we're going to be wrapping up our debt-free series, which we've been doing over the past uh, several weeks, uh, we're going to be talking about debt consolidation. So for those of you who have issues with debt and you have loan here, loan there, you have your car loan, student loan, mortgage, credit card, courts, you owe all kind of people all over the place at all kind of different interest rates. And when you get your pay slip at the end of the month, it's just $5,000 left on it. You have a problem with debt and you want to learn how to bring all of those together under one umbrella lower your monthly payment. That webinar is coming up next week, Monday, inside the community. So you have a couple of options for joining. You can uh, pay for an individual webinar, but the best value is if you join the actual membership because each webinar right now, as it stands, is $20. But the basic membership is $30 for the month. And if we're doing four a month, then that's what, $80 versus paying 30 versus paying for the entire year, which is 270, it should be 360. So you get a really amazing value over there. But last night, you absolutely have to check it out. If you are interested in real estate investing, Keisha broke it down. She made it so simple, really is for beginners. And it's actually more accessible than you may have imagined. Because I always say, you know, you need a whole lot of money to invest in real estate. Keisha showed us the play. Keisha showed us how to really get started and how to flip your investments, not necessarily flipping homes like what you see on HGTV, but how to flip your investments so that you can have a second property and a third property and a fourth property until you have an entire real estate portfolio. So yeah, check the play inside the Money Mission community. Now, right now, I also want to big up our brand new sponsor for hurricane season. It is CG United. Hurricane tips are brought to you by CG United. It's good like that. So let me tell you something, or I should ask you something. Are you prepared for the hurricane season? Are you sure? Because boy, June has begun and the rains began like literally as the first of June, we started seeing a whole heap of rain. So here's a word of advice. Get your property valued to make sure that its value matches your insured value. Your property insurance should always match the true cost it would take to replace or rebuild if it were to be damaged or destroyed. Because if you're undervalued, you're not getting back the full money for your property to buy it back how, to build it back how it was. Now, if your home is insured for less than the actual rebuilding value and a hurricane hits and destroys your home, you may not be able to reconstruct the home you built and improved on over the years. So don't get caught short. To be hurricane ready is to be informed. And that tip is brought to you by CG United. Hurricane tips were brought to you by CG United. It's good like that. 
Now let's take on tonight's poll question. How do you feel about the Jamaica Stock Exchange being among the worst performing in the world so far in 2023? You saw that in What's Hot in Business. A, it will recover. I'm not panicking. B, I'm scared to invest now. C, perfect time to buy. D, I'm unsure, but I'll keep watching for opportunities. Or E, other, just leave a comment. And while you're at it, hit that like button. Up next, we've got your market recap, and the analysts are standing by. This segment of Taking Stock was brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency, insurance made easy. Hey, moneymakers, join the KRM fam with our official merch. Get it now at KhalilaReynolds.com. Let's get this money. The JC Combined Index lost 7,000 points or 2% last week. 123 stocks traded across the main and junior markets for the week ending Friday, June 9, 2023. 44 made gains, 67 lost value and 12 stayed the same. 112 million shares changed hands on the Jamaican dollar market, valued at almost $2 billion. NCB Financial Group was the week's most traded stock. It took up 20% of market volume with 23 million shares trading. The stock lost $1.52 to open Monday at $67.95. Wigton traded the second highest. The stock gained $0.02 cents to open this week at $0.82. Cents. And a Trans-Jamaican Highway rounded out last week's most traded, with 12 million shares changing hands. The stock gained $0.05 cents to open Monday at $2.10. Now let's see who had the biggest gains for the week. G-West Corporation was the week's biggest gainer. The stock was up almost 16% to open Monday at $1.03. Cygnus Credit Investments USD was the second biggest gainer. It went up 10% to start the new week at $0.11 cents US. And PBS 9.75% Perpetual Cumulative Shares USD was up 8% to open the week at $13.50 US. On the losing side now, Caribbean Flavors and Fragrances was last week's biggest loser, down almost 27%. The stock opened Monday at $1.24. Cygnus Real Estate Financial JMD fell 25% to open the new week at $11.16. And JPS 7% was down almost 24%, closing the week at $60.48. Over on the Trinidad and Tobago Stock Exchange, the Composite Index lost 8 points last week. Massey was the most traded stock. The stock lost $0.28 cents to open this week at $4.71 TT. Agostini's was the market's biggest gain, up 3%, to open this week at $68.80 TT. And on the losing side... Unilever Caribbean fell almost 19% to open Monday at $12.48 TT. Over in the U.S., the Dow Jones, S&P 500 and the Nasdaq were all stable last week. At the pumps, gas prices fell 25 cents last week, while the price of regular diesel gained 25 cents and low sulfur diesel lost $3.06. In foreign exchange, it took an average $155.35 Jamaican to purchase one US dollar last Friday. That's 53 cents less than a week before. Meanwhile, it took an average $116.64 Jamaican to purchase one Canadian dollar. One British pound cost on average $195.32 Jamaican. And you could buy one euro for $169.52 Jamaican on average. Finally, on the crypto markets, 
Bitcoin prices fell 2% over the past five days, trading at $25,806 US on Monday. While Ethereum fell 5%, trading at $1,738 US on Monday. This segment of Taking Stock, the Analysts, is brought to you by Jamaica National Group. We'll help you find a way. Disclaimer. This is not intended as financial advice. Please consult a licensed financial advisor before making investment decisions. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let me take some of your comments regarding our poll question about the GSC now being one of the worst performing stock markets in the world. Elaine says the market will not be down forever. We make money in a crisis. Leech in voice. A strong link was telling Kevin, don't ignore the gym. Nakisha, what was the plan? Uh, Philip. Regarding that poll question again, sounds like opportunity to me. Lithium says, big sale, keep it now. Patriots, it happens, not too worried at all. Elaine says, buy now and win later. If you wait for the market to rebound, you would have been late to the shopping cart, shopping cart, shopping cart, late to the sale. Uh, Earl says, it's time to buy, buy, buy. And Nanise says, best time to buy. I believe the market will improve, just like how TJH is moving up. I admire your optimism, everybody. Love to see it. Okay. Oh, by the way, update on the Leachin mentorship. So a lot of you have been asking about it. Y'all have been blowing up my phone, my email, my DMs, everything, wanting to be on that mentorship opportunity with Michael Leachin. We are awaiting a date from his team. We're aiming for early July to do the first in the series. He has committed to doing four sessions with us over the course of a year. So it's going to be quarterly. Once every three months, we will have a live session with Michael Leachin where you get to ask him anything you want about uh, the road to wealth, about building your business, anything like that. How are we going to select these people? It's going to be a random selection. So everybody's sending me letters, making your case, your appeals. Uh, it doesn't matter, guys. We're giving everybody an equal opportunity to apply for the mentorship. The program will be streamed live on this YouTube channel. However, we will be pre-selecting the people who will ask questions. So those persons will be selected. I'm probably just going to literally write them down and draw it out of a hat. That way, everybody gets an equal opportunity to be mentored by Michael Lee Chin. So start thinking right now, what would you ask him? If you had 10 to 12 minutes, which is probably what you're going to end up with, if you had 10 to 12 minutes to talk to Michael Lee Chin, what would you ask him? What advice would you seek? What do you need to know right now to improve your personal situation? And you will all get an equal opportunity. Make sure you're on the newsletter because what I'm going to do is send out a form via the email, via newsletter for you to submit your names for consideration. And then we're going to making some draws just like a lottery. And that way you get to choose. Also, you have the best chance of being chosen if you are a member of the Money Mission community because we are reserving some slots for our community members. So rather than competing against thousands of entries, you can compete against just the people who are inside that community. Right now we have 50 members. If we get 50 more and you compete, you have a one in a hundred chance 
as opposed to a one in 10,000 chance, because I know we're going to get a lot, a lot of entries, a lot of people wanting to be considered for that opportunity. Anyway, back to our show. Time now for the analysts. I'm joined by senior research analyst at JN Group, Jamar Brown, and business writer at the Jamaica Observer, David Rose. And a lot going on on the news front this evening, so looking forward to hearing from David in a few. But first, Jamar, to you, you've been looking at Scotiabank's six months results. Give us the highlights. Good night, Kalila, and good night to the viewers. Um, yes, tonight we'll be taking a look at Scotia's recently published results for the first six months of financial year 2023. And as usual, we'll begin by taking a look at the company's overview. Um, Scotia Group Jamaica, it's a subsidiary of Scotia Bank, which is based in Canada, of course, and it's Jamaica's second largest banking operation. The group, it offers a diverse range of products and services, um, including personal, commercial, and small business banking, wealth management, insurance, mortgages. And over the last five to 10 years, Scotia's operations in Jamaica have been significantly streamlined, which includes consolidating several local branches and adjusting their services offered to clients at other branches. Now, to this end, Scotia has made changes to its retail banking network, changing the operating model of six locations to digital branches by outfitting them with upgraded ABMs to handle cash and other simple transactions. Um, now, regarding its outlook, Scotia plans on continuing to use digital technology to maximize their customer-first strategy and leveraging customer insights, the group recently launched Scotia Access, which is a focused relationship strategy for customers with more complex financial needs. Now that involves um, offering personalized advice and solutions to um, by way of advisors, digital advisors, um, which allows customers to connect on the go in a secure environment through mobile and online banking. Now let's take a look at the meat of the matter, which is their financials for the six months, which ended April 30th, 2023. Now Scotia's performance, it continues to be supported by solid growth across all their business lines and efficient management of their operations, which has resulted in the group recording total revenues of $26 billion for the six month period. And this was a growth of 40% from their 18.6 billion recorded in the six months of the previous year. Now this growth was primarily driven by an increase in net interest income, which we see here, which grew by 26% from 13.3 to 18. 5 billion. Well, grew 38%. Excuse me. Right. So this um, growth in net interest income, it stemmed from a strong growth in their loan portfolio, higher insurance revenue, as well as higher fee and commission income earned due, earned due to a significant increase in transaction volumes. Now, expenses 
also increased over the six month pe period um, from 5.6 to 6.5%. No, excuse me, from 12.9 billion to 14.4 billion, which was an increase of 11.4%. Um, however, this increase was slower than their increase in revenue, which resulted in net profits increasing for the period by 108% from 3.66 billion to 7.63 billion, which is quite a substantial increase, around $4 billion in net income increase. Um, this, of course, resulted in earnings per share increasing from $1.18 to $2.45 for the period. Now let's take a look at their balance sheet. Now the group's asset base grew by 37.4 billion or 6%, which was predominantly as a result of significant growth in their cash resources, which we see here a growth of 21.6% in cash resources, as well as growth in pledged assets, we see here, oh, excuse me, right, in investment securities, which we see here, of course, and total liabilities also increased by 34.1 billion from 489.6 billion to 523 billion. Now, the increase was driven mainly by increased customer deposits, which grew by 40 billion over the period. Shareholders' equity totaled 109.3 billion, which was a slight increase over the period from the 107.39 billion. This was due in part to retained earnings increasing by a billion dollars which we can see here. Now, we'll finally take a look at Scotia Group's price chart. And we have seen the price of Scotia stock decline from highs of $62 in 2018 to fluctuating to around the $35 mark since December 2021. Now, this decline would have started around the same time as Scotia's move to close and divest some of their branches and operations in the Caribbean, which would have spooked some investors at the time. However, notwithstanding this, Scotia has posted commendable results since then during the period, and they would have consistently paid dividends to shareholders, which they will continue to do considering that they're a subsidiary company. And that's how their parent company um, gets their income. Now, currently, Scotia's PE is sitting at around 6.9 times, while the finance industry's PE is an average of 9.02 times, implying that at today's prices, Scotia's shares are relatively attractive compared to the market. So in conclusion, we would recommend Scotia as a buy, particularly for risk-averse investors who like consistent dividends. And at a time like this, when the market is in flux, this would be an attractive stock for most. Awesome stuff. So, so Scotia is one of those companies pay, still paying consistent dividends right now? Yeah, man. Actually, their board 
recently approved dividends of 35 cents per share, which will be payable July 20th. So that's next month. All right, next month. Uh, we have a couple of questions here, mostly from Who Am I? Where is it? Who Am I was asking dividend versus growth. I'm not sure that's a question. Oh, here's the next question. He said, but the dividend to stock price is inverting. Dividend to stock price. Well, I'd have to take a, a closer look into, into that one. Their stock price has remained pretty stable um, between 30 and $34 for some time now. Um, perhaps he's suggesting that the dividends are decreasing, but I'd have to take a, a closer look at that one. Okay. All right. No problem. Shelly and teasing me saying I went from pitching on pitch deck to now having us pitch for Michael Leachin mentoring. No, you're not. You don't have to pitch. Although people have been sending me their pitches. Um, just your name and your email address will do and maybe a phone number. Uh, when the time comes, when I send out that call for you to submit your name, it's going to be a random selection. All right. So David, a lot going on on the market. There are some developments today. I don't know if you are able to speak on those, but first let's speak about the Jamaica Stock Exchange now falling to one of the worst performing stock markets in the world. What happened? No, the reality is that, you know, persons, you know, have, feel, have felt the effects of inflation and, you know, rising interest rates. So if you've spoken to, let us say, someone who has a car loan, you know, their bank probably has increased the monthly payment on that. So that's an extra $10,000, for example, that, you know, has to go back towards paying a loan versus being as disposable income to potentially invest in the stock market. And, you know, let's say a mortgage. Some person's most recent mortgage rate increase is like probably $20,000 extra per month. And you've seen increase in the in the rate or the premium charged by general insurance companies and property insurance, and you know some liquidity is coming down in the market. So if you look at, for example, let's just say dollar yesterday, you probably saw like 10, 20 orders max for dollar. When you know probably just a couple of months ago, you'd have seen hundreds of orders for the same stock. So you know some persons are shifting their positions, you know, to let us say a TJH or another stock. But otherwise speaking, there's a serious entrenchment, you know, happening in the market, you know, going back as far as 2018 levels. So, you know, we saw yesterday where NCB Financial traded at $67. We've seen, you know, even today we're at a four cultures at $1.50. And you're just seeing, you know, persons, some of them rebalancing their portfolios, others having to make the hard choice of, you know, selling some stocks to cover some bills. Because as you look at the actual data from the Jamaica Stock Exchange, the value traded is coming down. And value traded is coming down. It means that the spread that you can potentially earn on you know, some stocks or stocks in general is even smaller. So sometimes, you know, probably in 2019, for example, the opportunity to make an example, let's just say 10% on any given day was pretty high. Now that same you know opportunity is relatively low, so you're only seeing stock prices or opportunity occurring like largely in the end of quarter, end of month. But otherwise speaking, 
the market is just really feeling the impact of you know, high interest rates. Because you see persons say, hey, there's no IPO, there's no IPO the seven months of the year, but there are probably seven or you know, probably like three years plus where there are no new company listed on JSC pre-2010. So right now we're just kind of seeing investors, some rebalance, you know, and take advantage of the high interest rates. So you have bonds and other instruments giving you 7, 10%. So even last week with the Bank of Jamaica's $22 billion, 7.5% certificate deposits for two years, the average yield was 9.99%, not 9.99, but 1.9%. And you saw the highest bid yield, the successful, successful one, being 13.99%. So you're seeing a lot more persons chasing, you know, these higher rates that are relatively a lot more stable and relatively more attractive considering the risk. Because while, you know, Jamar mentioned that Scotia, you know, is paying consistent dividends, in the prior quarter, which would have been their first quarter, they actually cut the dividend 25 cents. And that would have been a function of Basel III. And you're seeing, you know, where NCB Financial Group has, you know, not paid in dividends since May 2021. And the dividend payments from the financial companies which would have been what you'd call the bread or staple of, you know, any typical investor's dividend portfolio has had to wither or, you know, dry up a little bit more. So you saw JMB groups keep a dividend, premium groups keep a dividend, you know. So investors are looking for stability because you have persons who actually rely on dividend payments or in interest income or whatever cash flow to pay their bills to just survive. So that's kind of just what's happening right now in the environment. But isn't, aren't those conditions not unique to Jamaica? So we're seeing high interest rates, high inflation all over the world. Why is it that it seems Jamaica um, is having this extreme result whereby we fall into one of the, the worst performing in the world when these same conditions apply elsewhere? Multiple factors. So one thing we should keep, we should remember, Kilina Kalila, most of Jamaica does not invest directly in our stock market. So if you were to actually go and check the Jamaica Central Securities Depository and ask how many unique accounts there are, meaning not John Brown having four accounts, but how many John Browns are there actually on record, it probably isn't even 10% of the population. And you have persons who would have, you know, had certificates that haven't been dematerialized as yet. So the population, the investing population is still relatively growing. And you have persons who just didn't have said, I can't bother. Price is coming down and you probably go to the advisor and the advisor says, you know, just stuff it or probably find something else. So yeah, this was one factor, like you have investor apathy, you know, just the tendency to be higher. And some another point to a lot of persons, you know, who would have invested back then and also like your institutional investors, they've just shifted their portfolio allocation towards fixed income in this environment. You know, before we had, you know, the NDX and JDX environment. The JS didn't see as much capital in its direction. It was really directed towards fixed income, you know, those 17% treasury bill days and so forth. Another factor is, you know, right now where we're seeing the SSL clients, they actually are locked out of the market. SSL wouldn't have been a big broker from, you know, a grand scheme of things. However, you know, those clients cannot sell their securities, cannot access their cash, and, you know, those accounts are basically out in the market. That's another factor to consider as well. 
Not only that, it had a huge effect on investor confidence. It had an effect on, you know, new listings coming to the market. You heard what Kevin said earlier, it's not a great time right now. So even though, you know, you have your people who are directly affected, who are customers and clients of SSL, but it had a much, much bigger impact than that. Yeah, and you know, something else I wanted to point out was that when you're seeing it like other markets and what makes Jamaica so unique, our market is still developing. Yeah, at that point, the number of accounts and everything, because in the context of the U.S. market, for example, you know, which rallied today after the CPI news came out, uh, that has a global participation. You have persons here in Jamaica, probably from as far as Asia, Europe, or wherever, who are investing in the U.S. markets. That's not the same case for our local markets here in Jamaica, you know. Even when you look at, uh, let us say, some of the returns on the unit trust and mutual funds, I would say the equity was down double digits year to date. And if persons were buying in some of these unit trusts, the fund managers probably might be taking a more reclusive approach and holding cash, looking to buy up deals that they find appropriate rather than just throwing cash at the market just because something is cheap. So it's a very dynamic situation. It's not necessarily just static, but one thing Keely mentioned a while ago, investor confidence has been shaking definitely over these last couple of months. You know, SSL, you know, seeing the Silicon Valley Bank situation up there. So it's just a lot going on. Mm, yeah. So we have a bit of breaking news coming out this evening. You actually tweeted it earlier today, <laughs> David. Can you tell us what's going on? I saw, let me see if I can find what it was. So uh, where is it? Da, 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 da. All right. So there's a broker who is in capital deficit. Explain what that means and should we be worried? Give me a second. Uh, so to keep that very simple, the JSC has rules like any other exchange. And some of these rules actually require brokers to have what you'd call excess net free capital. So there's a calculation. The JSC says you take these assets and all these other factors, contract liabilities, and you know, you add in another factor or calculation. And after you do all of that, you have something called excess net free capital. So what happens is that if you actually go below zero, which you're putting in a deficit, the JSC says, hey, you actually need to you know, correct this. And what is supposed to happen is that you have to give the JSC, in this case, the managing director, which is Marlene Street Forest or Andre Tullock, an update to say, hey, this is our plan to actually correct this issue. And if you don't give a reasonable explanation or, you know, sometimes a correction within 30 days, you are supposed to be suspended from trading. However, that has not always been the case because last year one broker was actually in capital breach for 2022. I don't know which broker that specifically was, but, you know, the JSC just generated SSL recently and finding a broker to be in capital deficit now is pretty concerning because while a broker can be in capital deficit on the JSC side, I mean, compliance on the FSC side from the capital adequacy standpoint, it is still a big problem because while it's easy to win the deficit on the JSC side from the capital standpoint, it still shows that the broker has some sort of gap that is emerging with respect to, you know, its capital its liabilities. And it's a relatively serious concern because if the JSC was to get serious and, you know, actually suspend this broker, it would have significant implications for the clients in turn because you know right now we're seeing that you know 
call it what? Uh, three, four, three months on right now, SSL clients, uh, you know, they're straight to the JCSD, you know, bonds and everything, and other uh, custodians, but they can't access it, they can't trade it. So this is kind of why it's so serious. And while this would have been for March 2023, we don't know, you know, which broker was actually in breach. And that's pretty scary because... Why haven't they told us? The JSC didn't tell anybody, Kalila. And that's kind of the scary part because... So how do you find out? Call Nigel. <laughs> because I'm, I'm serious, like, the JSC will not tell you. And the thing is, the FSC... No, I'm saying, how did you find sell. out that there is a brokering capital deficit? But can you look at the look at SSL when, when they had the commerce and everything? Like the FSC said, you know, that they'd prefer to, you know, work with the mediating with the broker than, you know, taking drastic action, which could potentially, you know, lead to their downfall. So that's kind of the, the situation we have in Jamaica, whereby the regulators want to, you know, take an approach of trying to meet the situation quietly rather than, you know, allow the clients to be aware of what's going on. And while Dr. Clark said, hey, you know, we are going to make the security dealers be required to publish their financial statements and material events to JSE standards. Mm -hmm. You have brokers which are just reporting their capital adequacy now, following SSL in their quarterly reports. So right now, clients have to be concerned because realistically speaking, there's nothing that requires a broker to tell if they're actually in trouble until something does hit the fan and it's not cake. Oh boy, like we haven't so, like, learned anything why it's from SSL. You it's so serious because the so really, you know, you have you had fifteen brokers for SSL. SSL was taken out like in February, so it's not SSL that is in breach right now. So that's a whole another headache, and you know, persons are relatively concerned because you know we'd have had a situation recently, the Mary breach. And, you know, to see now that a broker would have been breached recently, it's kind of concerning because some brokers are actually having layoffs right now and cutting back, you know, on staff and consolidating operations because, Kalila, when broker, when the JS have in this heyday and you're all these trades and everything going on, the brokers don't make money on every transaction. So if a client sells, let's just say, NCB, you know, to another client in the same broker, but with, sorry, <clears throat> Let's just say a client sells NCB to another client in the same brokerage firm, it makes either 0.5 or 2% on each tra shadow transaction. But now with all the trading values coming down, you're mm -hmm. a lot less, you know, on the in on the income side. And for some brokers, the deal flow has also slowed down. And you know, unit trust and other managed products, some persons are you know choosing instead to look to fixed income. So to see some brokers, you know, grants capital deficit or you know falling further on the ladder of, you know, existing free capital is really a concerning matter because, as I pointed out, the JSC and the regulator, you know, don't tell you when things are happening. So you're wow. really to guess who is the out on out. And by the time you probably find out, it's probably too late. So it's really a pretty concerning situation. So that announcement by Nigel Clark back in, I think, February, when he said that one of the things that they're going to change is that the brokers are going to be, as he mentioned, required to submit their financial statements, uh, make them public. That hasn't come into effect. It won't come into effect until the regulations take effect probably till next year. So realistically speaking, you're just basically 
on the fringes of God's hem right now because you just don't know. All these changes are being proposed, you know, majority of them are going to take place into next year. So hopefully, you know, rates don't go any higher and nobody goes under more pressure because I'm pretty sure we don't want to have broke up feeling here in this kind of environment at the moment because the banks themselves are also under pressure which will kind of constrain their ability to support these certain dealers if they're part of a financial group. And if they're not part of a financial group, that's an even more serious problem because everybody's kind of strapped right now. So to get capital to actually support, you know, some of these brokers, you know, would still uh, be, you know, relatively limited. So let me give an example. So last year, VMIL, the Investments Limited, they injected $900 million into VMWell during the year. I mean, it was because of the potential concern that, you know, with all these clear losses and so forth, that's an impact to the capital. Gene Fund managers did something similar. I saw some brokers doing that. But right now, with all of this, you know, relatively declining markets and reduced business flow, it's uh, not as easy to just say, hey, I'm going to give you some capital to show up your books. And on the same breath, there are different changes happening in risk in if securities and even financial sector. Oh boy! Before we go, Jamar, do you want to weigh in on that last uh, that last topic there? How concerned should we be? Um, I think David has covered most of the salient points already, so I'll just wait to see um, what news comes out and and take it from there. I don't think we should speculate too much on it until we see exactly what's happening all right thanks jamar thanks david welcome Kalila. you're welcome we'll take Kalila. A quick break. come back with your final comments this segment of taking stock the analysts was brought to you by jamaica national group we'll help you find a way Okay, so you guys have a lot to say on this issue. Roger Roberts says, murder, with laughing emojis. Not funny, unless it's something different you are commenting on. Stronglink says, sensitive, careful not to trigger a run. Very disturbing, because you know, the minute they say who it is, everybody out. You know how that goes. Orville says, this broker needs to be highlighted. Shelly Ann, so basically, JSC is a patty shop business. SMH, SMH, shaking your head. Uh, Philip says the new, uh, okay, I can skip that one. Roger says they lead to net, let the public know which broker it is because this is not fair to us as the investor investing our money. Too much shadiness happening. Mm -hmm. Strong link says, yes, as I trade, the brokers are making more money than me at the moment. Things are so thin now, so it's understandable. And then Roswell chiming in, if the broker is none known i think by those who they have shares for there will be a big rainfall just set up your tent and drums and then we have robert wanting to know <laughs> when will a taking stock spin-off go home to cvm the little shy anchor has grown into a big big financial journalist when was i ever a shy anchor robert i was me I was a shy anchor on CVM. I don't know about shy, but I was an anchor. No comment. 
<laughs> that's all I have to say for now. Thank you guys so much for watching our show this week. Make sure you like the video, hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, share with a friend, subscribe to the newsletter at kalilareynolds.com slash newsletter. Join the Money Mission at moneymission.mn.co. So much amazing stuff happening over there. We have all our you know, webinars, we have our courses, investing for beginners, debt do over, build your budget coming up later this month, uh, Keisha's real estate investing for beginners, and a whole lot more. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Kalila Ray, and follow KRM underscore, underscore business news on Instagram. Those are my only accounts. I do not have any backup accounts, and I will never DM you asking you for money. If you want to connect with the analysts this week, check the description box below for their contact information and visit our website, kalilareynolds.com, for financial information you can use however you like it. Watch, listen, or read. Now tell a friend about taking stock because investing is the new sexy. Let's make it cool to talk about money. I'm Kalila Reynolds. See you next week. Let's get this money. <laughs>